Welcome to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. This podcast is brought to you by SavingYouTaxes.com and hosted by J. Barry Watts. As an advanced tax strategist and enrolled agent federally licensed by the IRS, Barry is uniquely qualified to go deeper into the Internal Revenue Code than most accountants. He understands and interprets his provisions explaining how they'll help you reduce income taxes you owe so you can direct that previously wasted tax money into tax-free accounts that you can enjoy in your retirement years. Now, on today's episode... Would you like to put $58,000 into a Roth IRA this year, then grow the money tax-free until you retire, and then take it out as tax-free retirement income? Well, if so, you have come to the right place. Today, you are going to learn about the mega backdoor Roth IRA strategy on the truth about taxes and retirement with Barry Watts. I'm Barry Watts here, empowering investors to make smarter tax decisions so they can have a better, bigger, longer, and more rewarding retirement. Today's podcast is brought to you by American Tax Strategies, found on the World Wide Web at savingyoutaxes.com. And our announcer, Patrice, is absolutely right. Listeners who are situated to do so can put $58,000 into a tax-free Roth IRA this year, even though the rules only allow a $6,000 contribution to a Roth this year. Say what? (laughs) The rules say you're limited to $6,000, and even then only some people can contribute to the Roth, but you're telling me I can put in $58,000? That's right. Now, can you? Well, I don't know because I don't know your situation, but many people can. And on this edition of The Truth About Taxes and Retirement, we're going to unpack Roth IRAs, the rules about Roth IRAs, and then talk about how everyone, including those who don't qualify, can contribute to a Roth IRA, even if they don't qualify. Some of them can contribute as much as $58,000 through what is called the mega backdoor Roth IRA strategy. Barry, Barry, where have you been all my life? Tell me about this. Well, a uh, day late and a dollar short, Patrice, you should have got here earlier because you would have learned about this 27 years ago when I started my career, except Roth IRAs, I, I, you know, I don't know what year they started, about 25 years ago, I think. Hmm. I'd have to study that to be sure. So it's bad when the expert says, oh, I don't know that one. Well, maybe it's not bad. Some time ago, just some time. Yeah, a long time ago. How about that? Let's be sure. Here's where we begin, Patrice. Let's be sure you understand what there is to understand about Roth IRAs. Now, anytime you hear the word Roth, R-O-T-H, you must associate it with the phrase tax-free. Because Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, and Roth conversions all grow the money tax-free and they distribute distribute the money tax-free. I had a doctor come in a year or so ago with several million dollars, some of it in Roth IRAs. And he said to me, well, you know, when I take money out of these, I'm going to have to start paying the income taxes on the withdrawals. Hmm. And I was stunned because obviously he's no slacker. He's got intellect and education and a net worth of several million dollars. But even he didn't understand the simple concept. If it says Roth, it grows tax-free and it distributes tax-free. 
Now, for the question of the hour, Patrice, do you know why it's called Roth? Of course I do. Everybody does. Oh, it's okay. riding over the hill as into the sunset <laughs> of retirement. It's amazing the things I'm learning listening to your podcast today. This is very <laughs> helpful. <laughs> so uh, the reason it's called Roth is because there was a senator, and the senator was from Delaware. His name was William Roth. Delaware does not surprise me. No, no, that's true. That's a Delaware thing. And he was a Republican. So that has a whole different meaning these (laughs) days than it did when Roth was uh, in office uh, nearly 30 years ago. But uh, I think he served just during the 80s in his capacity as uh, a senator from Delaware. So Roth sponsored the legislation for tax-free IRAs, and thus they were named in his honor. Now, of course, since Roth IRAs are tax-free, you don't get a tax deduction for contributing to a Roth. But uh, unlike, I should say, a traditional 401k or IRA, but the money that you contribute to the Roth, once it's in the Roth account, will grow tax-free and it will distribute tax-free income and even go to your heirs, if they inherit it, free from federal and state income taxes. Whatever gave him the idea to do this? Do you know? Oh, I I don't know. Tax-free, it's... it's revolutionary. Well, I, I suspect it had to do with raising money for the federal government. I, I don't know the answer because the way a Roth works, see, you pay your taxes on it now. Traditional IRAs, when you put money into your IRA, then you get a deduction on your taxes. And you may remember, Patrice, when they first started, you could only put $2,000 right, in right. a traditional IRA. By the way, if you divide 2000 by 12 months, it's $166 a month. Good math. Good math. I happen to remember that because back in the day, we used to tell people, well, just put $166 a month away into your IRA or then in your Roth IRA Mm -hmm. because you were limited to $2,000. Now, today, that amount has gone up to $6,000. Which still is not a lot of money. Yeah, that's not going to do what it needs to be done. But you asked the question, how did he come up with uh, making these tax-free? Well, I'm guessing he just took the traditional IRA and just looked at the other side of the coin and said, instead of giving people a tax break for putting money into these accounts and then charging them taxes later on, what if we charge tax on the money now and they put after-tax money over into the Roth IRA and then we allowed them to grow it tax-free and never have a tax paid on in the future? And that's a lot better deal for investors. Sure, sure. So that is, I don't know what was in his mind, but that's what happened and that's why they were doing it. Now, it might interest you to know, did a little research on this. You know, Google's an amazing thing. In 2019, the last year for which we have data, there were over 28,000 Roth IRA account holders in the United States whose Roth IRA was worth over $5 million. How about that? A $5 million nest egg on which you owe no taxes ever. And, And all the income will come out, no taxes. The largest of those was owned by a technology mogul named Peter Thiel. He's been in the news lately. Yes. Do you know the guy? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know him, but I've seen him in the news. Well, yeah. And his Roth IRA is worth over $5 billion, with a B dollars. $5 billion. I don't know how much $5 billion is. Um, I'm thinking of the distributions on that one. Oh, well, maybe in a minute we'll get that. I think I've got that calculation done here. I'll, I'll uh, pound around on my desk and see if I can find the paperwork on that. Do you know? Oh, yes, I've got it right here. Do you know what the income would be if you took a 5% distribution on a $5 billion IRA? It would be $250 million a year tax-free. Free. 
250 million a year. Now, Patrice, what would you buy with 250 million a year? I don't know because I I can't imagine two hundred fifty million dollars. Me neither. I mean, what, you know, I've got everything I want and need now. Oh, I know one thing I would buy. I mentioned it in a previous podcast. You know, I was talking about how I've got a hankering for a boat. A boat, a boat. A, yeah, right. I had, and I've got a boat, but it's an old clunky boat. And I've got this hankering for a new boat. And I had a client in yesterday who's got a new boat like the one I want. He told me, by the way, his boat he bought it new last year for seventy five thousand dollars. We don't have those seven hundred fifty thousand dollar boats here. Well, we have a few of them, but oh. not very many. Our lakes are the $75,000 boat lakes for the most part. There are some <laughs> few hundred thousand dollar boats, though. Really? Anyway, his boat. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what those boats cost. They're, mm-hmm. they're definitely half a million dollar boats on the lake all the time uh, wow. here, in, here in the Missouri Ozarks. But I don't have one of those. I'm not going to have one of those. <laughs> so my buddy, he bought this. Uh, my client, he bought a $75,000 boat uh, last year. And he said today the exact same boat is $90,000. Wow. Talk about Just inflation. Be- yeah, well, there you go. Just because of what has happened with inflation yeah. itself, uh, driven by the money the government's printing and pouring into the economy, and driven by the difficulty of getting materials, materials. and yeah. getting products built and things of that nature. But with 250 million bucks a year, I'm going to tell you, I'd probably buy the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually got a buddy, you know, who who owns his own jet. He's a he's a financial guy like I am. Uh, and he bought he's, he's been an airplane guy over the years and he keeps moving up in airplanes. And recently when COVID hit, because so many corporations were dumping their jets yes. in the marketplace, he stepped in and owned one of them. And he bought this really cool Cessna Citation, I think, for like three and a half million bucks. And uh, the government allowed him to ride off. Uh, I don't remember, but a large amount. He split the jet with a buddy and it allowed him to he basically got a, a three and a half million dollar jet and put no money into it. Nice. Yeah, it's a pretty cool yeah, deal. So, okay, so, so you buy the thing, but then there's the upkeep, right? You well, the upkeep. It's what like a- are you, a spoil sport? You're just trying to yeah, rain yeah. on our parade? <laughs> I mean, it, well, we're talking about boats and jets, and you want to talk about maintenance and oil changes. And $250 million dollars a year. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. It's just $250 million a year. Because, you know, if you've got $250 million a year, I don't think you care what the maintenance and upkeep is, probably. <laughs> You've got people for that. Yeah, yeah, people. You have people who have people for that. So, so anyway, our, our topic here is Roth IRAs <laughs> and how we got to boats and jets was the fact that uh, there's this guy who's got a five billion dollar Roth IRA, and if you took a five percent distribution, it'd be two hundred and fifty million dollars a year. So, the big thing I want you to remember about Roth IRAs is that if you had that two hundred fifty million dollars a year, or twenty five million dollars a year, or two and a half. A 2.5 million a year or 250,000 a year or 25,000 a year. Whatever comes out of your Roth IRA comes to you tax free. Tax free for anyone who makes withdrawals after the 59 and a half. All right, so who can have a Roth? I can't imagine everybody. There've got to be some rules. Well, there are some rules, but yes, everybody can. And I'm going to share with you the rules, which say not everybody can. And before we get done today, I'm going to share with you the rule, the the how we get around the ever but not everybody can rules. Well, I didn't say that very well, did I? I should go back to elocution school and learn to speak more distinctly. I knew what you were saying. Well, as long as as you knew and as long as everybody else can read my mind, it'll be perfect. So first, here's the first rule. You must have earned income. Either you or your spouse must have a job. All right. That's simple enough for most people. Secondly, if you're married, your modified adjusted gross income, that's a line off your tax return. 
it must be less than $208,000. So what happens is everybody's eligible for a Roth until they get to 198,000. And at 198,000, they begin losing their eligibility and it totally evaporates at $208,000. For single people, those numbers are 125,000 and 140,000. And it evaporates at 140,000. Now, those are the numbers for 2021. And typically they are increased every year. But as I said, if you make too much money, so you say, well, I'm out. I don't qualify. Never fear. In a few moments, we're going to talk about how to sneak in the back door of a Roth IRA so you can get money into a Roth, even if you make too much to qualify. You see, the the Roth IRA is kind of like your grandma's house. It's got a front door and it's got a back door. And if you remember your grandma's house, my guess is the front door probably led to the sitting room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the sitting room, when I was a kid growing up in the 60s and 70s, the sitting room was a proper room that was always in order. So you could uh, uh, you could welcome the preacher or the politician or whoever it was into your house or maybe the ladies for a cup of tea. And you would sit them properly around on sofas that uh, were covered in plastic, as I remember it. <laughs> and, and they would have fancy teacups sitting on doilies. Do you remember doilies? I remember doilies, but they were on the back of the sofa, so you didn't get your hair. That's right. So you don't get grease up on the sofa. That's exactly correct. So how how did that get off on the doilies? I'm so lost. (laughs) The back door. The front door comes into the parlor. so, So grandma had the front door going into the parlor. Now, when you were a grandkid, tell me this. When you went to grandma's house, did you go through the front door? Oh, gosh, no. Back door. No. You went through the back door, didn't you? You didn't knock. You didn't knock. You went right through the back door into the kitchen. Because that's where grandma was. That's where the cookies were. That's where all the loving was. That's where all the time was spent. Well, that's the same thing with Roth IRAs. You see, there's this proper front door. And the proper front door says the maximum amount you can contribute to a Roth is $6,000. Only if you but have doilies. Uh, yeah, but you do get doilies for it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But but if you go through the back door, you get all the love, $58,000 worth of loving through the back door, potentially. And so, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So, so what are the rules? Well, you got to have earned income. Secondly, your income has to fall below a certain bracket unless you go through the back door. And I'm going to teach you how to do that. And thirdly, the maximum amount that most people can contribute to a Roth is $6,000 per year. If you're over age 50, you get a catch-up amount of an additional $1,000 Congratulations, Patrice. At your next birthday, you'll get to increase it by (laughs) $1,000. I helped you there, didn't I? You did indeed. So that is true unless you use our mega strategy, which we're going to be teaching about in the podcast, because the mega strategy allows you to contribute $58,000 to your Roth IRA. Wait, wait. That's a huge difference. Oh, about $52,000. Yeah. How... Okay, keep going. Go ahead, keep going. Well, so I've given you the simple rules. Yeah. Um, and what I want to help you figure out is not how you can contribute six or seven if you're over age 50, but 58,000. So here's how you do it. Let's say that you work for yourself. You own your own company and you're eligible for what they call a solo 401k. Now, solo 401ks are for people who have one-person companies. Mm -hmm. So you're the chief cook and bottle washer. There are no other employees. Just like you, Patrice, you work for yourself. Yep. And so guess what? You qualify. (laughs) How about that? So they're going to get to hear me counsel you right here on what you are able to do. 
So in your case, because there are no other employees, there's nobody you have to contribute for. You see, the thing that slows employers down, entrepreneurs and business owners down, is they've got to contribute for all these other people who are employed. The rules say if you're going to do it for yourself, you have to do it for them. But in a one-person shop like yours, Patrice, then you are eligible to contribute for everybody in your organization. Oh, there's nobody but you. <laughs> so you can contribute to what's called a solo 401k. And the maximum amount, Patrice, that you are allowed to contribute is 100% of your earnings or $58,000, whichever is greater. Hmm. But 100% of your earnings, you mm -hmm. would have to have some other source of income to well, live on. Yeah. I mean, so if you're making 158000 if you can live on a hundred. Uh, then you can save the other 58. Gotcha. Or if you're making the big bucks like you do, I know, you know, in the <laughs> eight figures range, as that a big media point, include the decimal point. <laughs> as a big media star, this <laughs> shouldn't be any hill for a stepper like you. Now, this, this works if you own your own company, but it also works if you're an employee of a company where you might have a 401k that you contribute to, but you've also got a side gig that you work on from home after hours. For example, you might design websites at home or maybe have a farm or an Etsy store, or you sell insurance on the side, or maybe you're a part-time Mary Kay representative, or you host home products, home parties for kitchen products, or a friend of mine sells crop insurance to her farmer friends. Another friend is a mechanic and he repairs cars in his backyards on nights and weekends after he gets home from work. And here's an interesting one. I know a dentist in Springfield who used to work every night as an MC and a singer at a show in Branson. <laughs> It was when he was young. Can you imagine doing that at our age, Patrice? I don't want to work all day and then have to go place that smile on and say yee-haw for two and a half hours. That would exhaust me. So the point is, you can put 100% of what you earn from your side business into a solo 401k. The only rule to that is your business, the, the, the side business, can't be related to the company that you work for. It has to be a totally separately owned, unrelated company. Hmm. And in that case, then you would be allowed not only to participate in your 401k at work if you had one, but because you had a side gig, you could put up to $58,000 in your solo 401k on your side gig. That makes sense. It does make sense, doesn't it? See, people yeah. just don't know this stuff. It's it, because, it, frankly, this is not fun stuff to know. We've talked about a lot of things today, even before we got on the air, uh, and it was all fun stuff. And this isn't some of the fun stuff. But this is why people come to the podcast, because they're demanding the truth about taxes and retirement. Not only that, and this works. It does work. And I do my best to make it fun and throw in a little goofiness just because I know that if we did this in the simplest way, sounding like we just graduated from accounting school and just quit working for the IRS that everybody would tune us out. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it fun and entertaining. I want to be the most entertaining tax man in America. You've got the title for me. Okay. Well, uh, I grant you that everybody, title. Everybody's got to start with one vote. I grant you that title. So. I want to be sure of a couple of things. Now, if you have a solo one, solo 401k set up, so let's say you went down to your uh, tax guy or your financial guy or whoever it was, and you had him set up a solo 401k, you have to be sure that it is set up to allow after-tax contributions. 
We're not looking for the tax break like you would on a traditional 401k. We want to contribute to the Roth side. That's after tax. So you want to be sure the plan is set up to allow a Roth. And then secondly, you want to be sure the plan is designed to allow in-service distributions of your contribution. Meaning that while you still have the solo 401k and you're still doing the side gig and you're still working, you don't have to retire and quit the business in order to move the money from your solo 401k Roth over to your Roth IRA. And so if you've got these two features, in-service distributions and allowing after-tax contributions, well, then when they set your plan up, if they set it up that way, you've got a plan that will allow you to make the mega backdoor Roth IRA contribution come to life for you. Did I confuse you or are you tired? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just sitting here going, wow. So let's say- It's Patrice, not difficult. No, nah, particularly if you know who to call. And I would suggest that, well, Patrice, you might know who to call. In fact, where would you find my phone number? On your website. And it is. And your website is. I was hoping you were going to repeat it, Patrice. <laughs> I think I caught you <laughs> short on that one. It's savingyoutaxes.com. So let's say, Patrice, that you put $58,000 into your solo 401k and it starts growing. And at the end of the year, it's worth $60,000. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's what you would do. You would then do an in-service distribution of that entire $60,000, meaning you would roll it over out of your solo 401k and it would go over into your IRA account. 58,000 of it would go to the Roth IRA and the $2,000 of growth, remember it was worth $60,000, would roll over to a traditional IRA for you. And when you do that rollover, you just came through the back door of your Roth IRA account. Because the front door only allows $6,000, but you get the doily. The back door is wide open and grandma's standing there in her apron waiting to throw her arms around oh, you. Wow. There's no limit up to 58000 on what you can contribute through the back door. There's no limit on what you can roll over through the back door. And so even people who don't want to put 58000 a year into their Roth or don't have a side gig, they can still use the back door. Because uh, let's say your income exceeds the $208,000 threshold. I have people all the time who come in and say, well, I don't qualify for a Roth. And I, I look at them and say, oh, really? Really? You don't qualify? Has anybody ever told you about the backdoor Roth? And they say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Where do you get your advice? Oh, well, I call one of those big companies in the Northeast that has an 800 number. And I talk to <laughs> some people there, you know, and they follow the yellow brick road or the green line or the blue path or whatever all those kind of things are. And they told me I don't qualify. Well, see, you call the wrong people <clears throat> because they're telling you the rules, but they aren't understanding that the rules have exceptions to them. And if you know how to go through the back door, everybody qualifies to make a Roth IRA contribution. So let's assume, Patrice, for a moment that you had a good side gig allowing you to put away 58000 a year every year, and it grew at 5% per year. If you did that for 10 years, it would grow to be worth $729,000 tax-free. In 20 years, it would grow to be worth $1.9 tax-free. Now, there's your retirement. That $1.9 million would pay you $136,000 a year tax-free for 25 years. There's your boat. Retirement. 
There's your boat. Yeah. There's the gas for your boat, Patrice. Boats burn a lot of gas. <laughs> I've discovered that. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? It's not possible that we need to put in another $100 worth. We only skied one person across the lake. <laughs> so hopefully what I want you to hear is that that this Roth thing and the fact that you can come through the back door and you always qualify through the back door and the fact that you can make a mega backdoor Roth contribution by using a solo 401k. If you have a side gig or you are a solo business owner, hopefully that causes you to say, hey, this Roth deal is worth consideration Mm -hmm. because everybody can participate in the Roth one way or another. And this strategy of the mega backdoor Roth IRA is just one of the many strategies that we introduce to clients of our company, American Tax Strategies, on the web at savingyoutaxes.com. So, Patrice, here's the deal. If we can help you, if we can help our listeners, then that's why we're here. Go to savingyoutaxes.com and there you'll find all of our podcasts. Just click the big button in the upper right-hand corner that says podcasts, and it'll take you to our library of content where you can listen about saving taxes and retirement to your heart's contented. And across the top, there's a button that says connect. And if you'll click that button, it'll take you to our phone number so you can call us. It'll give you an email address so you can email us, or it'll even provide a form you can fill out and tell us how we can help you. Our mission at SavingYouTaxes.com and American Tax Strategies is to empower investors to make smarter tax decisions. And it happens one investor at a time as you listen, learn, grow in your knowledge, and finally reach out and say, hey, Barry, can you help me? as so many already have. It's our pleasure to take your call, to respond to your email, and it will be our pleasure to add you to the list of clients from all across the country who became our friends as we helped them learn the truth about taxes and retirement. On behalf of American Tax Strategies and SavingYouTaxes.com, I'm Barry Watts, reminding you that no matter how well you do at saving and investing, if you don't get the taxes right, nothing else matters. Barry wants you to know if you come to the back door and meet him in Grandma's kitchen, you can get your own doily. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Taxes and Retirement podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of SavingYouTaxes.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your own qualified advisor with any questions you may have regarding taxes and investing.